This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin, and finally... The Tiger Cats have a victory in 2017. Hold the fort. (laughs) The game is not officially over yet, as we are in the dying seconds of the Labor Day Classic between the Ticats and the Toronto Argonauts. And uh, literally, with zero seconds on the clock, they're determining uh, the last play of the game. And apparently, the Ticats have been called for illegal interference on a punt. Despite that, Hamilton has a two-point edge here with what is now two seconds left to play. 24-22 is the score for the Tiger Cats. It has been (laughs) a long roller coaster game at Tim Hortons Field this season. And the Argos, scrimmaging from their own 35 with two seconds to go, are going to have to come up with some kind of miracle to keep the Ticats winless here in 2017. And a long bomb Hail Mary toss is going to fall. It's actually going to be incomplete, and the Tiger Cats, ladies and gentlemen, are finally victorious. In June Jones's CFL debut as a head coach, Jeremiah Masoli as the starting quarterback, Hamilton has won a ball game. <sighs> That's the sound of uh, relief from the Ticats faithful who have endured uh, the worst season since, uh, well, at least 2007-2008. Welcome to the fifth quarter. My name is Rick Samprin. Uh, we're going to take your calls, your emails, your tweets. Uh, for the next hour on uh, what has been, as I said, uh, just a a really crazy game at uh, Tim Hortons Field. 24-22 the final. Hamilton now 1-8. and eight. Man, does that ever sound a heck of a lot better than 0-9, doesn't it? 1-8, and eight, they beat Toronto, even the season series against the Argos as well, at 1-1 one and one after... They lost the season opener, 32-15, against T.O. They'll next place uh, next play against the Boatmen on Saturday, September the 30th. That's in about uh, four or five weeks' time. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's football game, rick at 900chml.com. We're all over Twitter. At AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin, shoot me a tweet. We will name our fifth quarter fan of the night. And uh, you, the fans, will vote for the player of the game. Who is your player of the game? Lots of other things to talk about tonight as well. Apart from your thoughts on today's game, are you buying into the Jeremiah Masoli as the starting quarterback experiment? Will Zach Caleros be traded this year or next? Do you want that to happen? Do you want Johnny Manziel to be a Hamilton Tiger Cat? Many saying where there's smoke, there is fire after the recent workout of the former 
Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Are you happy that Ken Austin is no longer the head coach of this Ticats team? We have for weeks talked about the fans wanting a change. That change has come. And are you still angry at the Ticats for the Art Bryles fiasco? Time heals all wounds, but are you still a little miffed, ticked, angry at what happened? Haven't even mentioned the two-hour and eight-minute lightning delay that fans had to endure tonight at Tim Hortons Field. That was insane. And maybe this game, maybe this victory on Labor Day against the arch-rival Argonauts is that that seed, that boost, that medicine that this Ticats team needs to go forward and believe in themselves that they can win some football games. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, send me a tweet at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Michelle is called into the program. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Hi, it's Joseph from Story Creek. I just want to know about the head coach of the target game. Was the best person? You made a great move. You're hiring him to play the great coach that I haven't seen in my life. All right, great comment. June Jones, first game as a head coach in the Canadian Football League. And there was a moment or two in this game where I thought, eh, I don't know, he looks like a rookie head coach. Case in point, at the end of the first half, which, again, you had that two-hour and eight-minute lightning delay mixed in. But at the end of the first half, when they came back from that long delay, after the warm-ups, they had, what was it, eight, eight minutes and 15 seconds left to play. So, I mean, you're into the game. You're into the flow of the game, you know, the timing, you know, the situations. I mean, he's a football guy. He knows his stuff. But just before halftime, the Ticats are, uh, with the wind at their back, well within field goal range. But there was some horrible clock management from June Jones and his staff. Instead of kicking the field goal and making it 7-6, still in favor of the Argos, at halftime, they go into the locker room 7-3. Masoli is sacked, time runs out. And instead of making it a one-point game, it is a four-point game. Now, when all is said and done, yes, they still won the football game, but these types of incidents, these types of scenarios, have to be ironed out. When this team plays better football teams, as they have already this season and as they will in the weeks to come, they cannot make mistakes from the sidelines. Now, this team is at Ottawa this Saturday. They host Saskatchewan, which just snapped Winnipeg's winning streak this Labor Day weekend. They're at BC, always a tough place to play. Back home to take on the Argos, and that's going to be a key battle and and not an easy fight at Tim Hortons Field. Then they go to Winnipeg, which has been playing some great football this season. Host Calgary, when's the last time the Cats have beaten the Stamps? It's been like forever. Back-to-back in Montreal and in Ottawa and then host the Owls to end the season. I'm much more confident in this team beating an Alouette's team and maybe even the Argos again at Tim Hortons Field. 
rest of the game. So, I mean, this is going to be a dogfight. Can they still get into the playoffs? <sighs> I, know th- I know the East Division is a train wreck. It's a garbage fire. And maybe if they beat Ottawa this weekend and maybe get past Saskatchewan, heck, they're on a three-game winning streak. And who knows what could happen. 24-22, Ticats beat the Argos tonight. Hamilton finally, finally, with a victory tonight. They're now 1-8. and eight. Toronto is 4-7. and seven. Still in the East, Ottawa still number one at 4-6-1. And one. and uh, Montreal is third in the East Division at 3-7. and seven. So Cats on the board. They have two points. They're four back of Montreal. But with the crossover spot, they're eight back of Saskatchewan, NBC. They're currently tied in the West Division. We'll recap the complete CFL standings as we go forward. We'll also give you the scoring summary tonight. Take your calls, read your emails, and your tweets. And also, um, big thumbs up to Ticats fans tonight. I'll tell you about that when we come back. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Wow, lots of great comments on Twitter and email. You can call in as well. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Glad to have you along for the ride as we finally get to talk about a Ticats win tonight. They're 1-8 and eight after they beat the Argos 24-22. Uh, phone lines are open, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. You want to talk about Jeremiah Masoli, June Jones, Zach Caleros, Johnny Manziel. Heck, if you still want to talk about Art Bryles, I'm here to listen. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. And on Twitter, we have some great tweets that I'm going to get to. Uh, at am900chml or at Rick Samprin. Choose either of those. Use the hashtag fifth quarter, and we will get rocking and rolling. I mentioned the tip of the cap to Ticats fans tonight. Not only did they endure a two-hour, eight-minute-long lightning delay, I mean, the weather was atrocious tonight, started out as windy, the rains came, thunder and lightning, the delay, uh, the players came back on the field, there was still some uh, rain uh, the winds did finally die down, which was nice to see. But Ticats fans tonight attending the game donated 170,820 pounds of non-perishable food items for Hamilton Food Share as part of the Pure Later Tackle Hunger Program. That is awesome. Huge, huge thumbs up to all of you who helped out uh, what is an amazing cause uh, in this city couple of tweets to get to. This one from Sarah. I really need to go to bed, but this is a nail-biter for us Ticats fans. And it certainly was right down to the wire. And uh, finally, that ending that Ticats fans uh, were craving for, were yearning for in 2017. Patrice on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, uh, tweets, And you know what? Masoli did fumble, but we'll take it. Patrice referencing a late-game incident in which Jeremiah Masoli was absolutely drilled by Toronto's Justin Tuggle, and it appeared that he had fumbled the football. 
it was ruled on the field as an incomplete pass. And so Mark Trestman, as we all know now, the coaches have just one challenge flag per game. Mark Trestman tosses his uh, his challenge flag, saying, hey, no, that, that was a fumble, not an incomplete pass, as was ruled on the field. So after a lengthy video review, one that uh, really didn't need to take that long, it was ruled that it was an incomplete pass. And I thought for sure, and gauging the reaction on Twitter, uh, we all thought that it was going to be a fumble. And Toronto would take over because they did recover the football. But lo and behold, uh, the play stood incomplete. Ticats eventually go down and score a one-yard touchdown as C.J. Gable dives into the end zone. That after a pass interference penalty on Rico Murray, uh, who was covering Luke Tasker in the end zone. And, and I was for that. I think that was pass interference. He contacted Tasker before the ball arrived. I have no issue with that call. There was another call, and usually we're complaining about the referees, but I think the officials actually helped the Cats tonight. There was another call in the fourth quarter in which Brandon Banks was returning a Liram Haralahu uh, punt, and it was a no-yards call, and this was a 15-yard variety. And the uh, it was no yards against the Argos. Replay showed that eh, maybe an Argo was within the five-yard halo, but if he was, I mean, it was just barely. I mean, a toe. So the officials finally, finally, on the side of the Tiger Cats tonight. And I know they have a tough job. But it seems like the Cats could never get a break when it came to those to those really close calls. Uh, Filski on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, almost lost the game because of the ref. New coach, new QB, equals W. That new pair were the answers. MVP, Herolahu for helping us win. So a vote for <laughs> player of the game, Lerim Herolahu, for missing the uh, game-ending, potentially game-tying, field goal attempt. It was a 36-yard field goal try, wide left. He was a 2-for-4 on the night. Uh, did go for a single, but uh, Toronto needed 3 to tie the football game. Sarah on Twitter, finally a win, a very messy, wet, and long night, but finally a win. Hashtag Labor Day Classic, hashtag Ticats. Yes, that, that's that got to be, th- this game, forget about that Hamilton beat Toronto, and that's always amazing to see. And forget about that, it was the Labor Day Classic. And it's always amazing when the Cats can get the better of the boatmen on this holiday. But more importantly, this first win is massive. Whether this team makes the playoffs or not, I think they now know that they can get the W. It is unquestionably a huge confidence boost. I mean, this team has probably doubted itself ever since the bye week after losing in week one. Thinking, oh, okay, we can win this game. No, we're not going to win this game. We're now 0-2 after we lose in Saskatchewan. Can we beat BC? No, we got throttled by Travis Lulay in the lines. Can we upend Edmonton? Uh, we lost a squeaker right at the end. 
shellacked by Calgary, lose a heartbreaker at Edmonton. This team is going through that emotional roller coaster and thinking, are we ever going to get a win? Get blown away by Winnipeg. Lose big time against Ottawa. Have the bye week. Have all that craziness during the bye. The Art Bryles, the Johnny Manziel, the Kent Austin leaving his head coach position, already relieving themselves of uh, Jeff Reinbold and going uh, with Philip Lawley as defensive coordinator, making a quarterback change, benching Zach Caleros in favor of Jeremiah Masoli. All that happened in the last couple of weeks, save for the Reinbold thing. That was earlier. And this team still found a way to win. That's pretty good. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. We have a few emails that I'll get to in a matter of minutes. Rick at 900CHML.com. At Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML on Twitter. Several more tweets still to get to. Back to the phones we go. Debbie's on the line. Hey, Debbie, how are you? Hi, I'm I'm a wet rat, but I'm a happy (laughs) wet rat. Yes. Um, I thought C.J. Gable played a really good game, and... June used him the way he should have used him. And uh, my other comment is um, CDB. They played him more on offense, and that's a better use of him than as a return man. They used him a heck of a lot more in the passing game. Yep. And even if he didn't catch everything that was thrown to him, he was a great decoy. Mm -hmm. Well, I Um, I think he had a really good game. I think he did, too. I think he played really well. Um, uh, my big major complaint would be the CFL refs because it looked like Andre Pru and the gang tried to take the game at any place they could get it. <laughs> See, I w- I'm thinking the other way because you had the Masoli fumble that was ruled an incomplete pass, and I thought mm-hmm. for sure that would be in a fumble, and uh, that was taken away. And you had the 15-yard no-yards call against the Argos, and I thought yeah. I, I thought they were okay. They, they, that they weren't in that five yard window. But yeah. um, you're thinking you're thinking the other way around. Yeah, and I think that uh, my player of the game, I, I have to say, would be Speedy B. Okay. And there was one other comment I wanted to make, but I guess it wasn't that important. So goodbye. <laughs> okay, have a good one, Debbie. <laughs> it was probably about the the weather. It was not a it was not a pleasant evening. I mean, when you, I got to give a shout out to all the Ticats fans who stayed at Tim Hortons Field. I understand that many fans tonight went as a family. They took their children to the game as they normally do on Labor Day. And uh, they had to go home because, uh, you know, it's it's uh, 732 when this lightning and high winds and rains coming down. And I'm not sure what was announced in the stadium, uh, but we quickly learned through the CFL that the game was probably going to restart at 9.30. So, I mean, if you're a parent, you're thinking, a two-hour delay? What am I going to do for two hours? And the game is not even halfway done. My kid has to go to school tomorrow. Um, so that, that, for a parent, is an easy decision. You know, you hightail it out of there. Which brings me to the point... Of moving this game, moving the Labor Day Classic, the eastern portion of it, Toronto and Hamilton, to 1 o'clock and have the western game, as it usually was, uh, a 4.30 start time. 
And I think I think that makes perfect sense. I understand that Ticats Brass want to take advantage of their fans who are coming back from the cottage or coming from whatever they're doing in the long weekend. I think those fans are going to be in the stadium regardless. I think if they have a ticket to the Labor Day Classic and it's a 1 p.m. start time, they're going to make sure they're in the stadium at 1 p.m. Let's face it. Let's look at the, let's look at all the fans that came to tonight's ball game to cheer on an 0 and 8 team that has been flooded with turmoil over the last couple of weeks. They still came out. Move this game to 1 p.m. Make it a much more fan friendly and family friendly game. Game's over by four. Kids and parents. Get ready for school the next day. Uh, that, that makes a heck of a lot more sense than a 6.30 start time and you're ending at 9.30. And I can understand that the folks in the TV world want those primetime numbers. Of course they do. Well, if, if that's the case, start the Ticats Orgos Labor Day game at 4. And you can start the Western game at 7.30 and you can get your primetime numbers. You're probably going to have a heck of a lot more people watching out west anyways. So capitalize on that. Bring it back to 1 p.m. at the very latest, started at 4. Still to come, we're going to have the scoring summary tonight. More of your calls, your tweets, your emails as well. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter right here on Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML. Hey, who's your player of the game? You can tweet us, you can email me, you can call 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have a couple of votes, Liram Hiralahu and Brandon Banks. My name's Rick Samprin. Welcome to the fifth quarter. We're talking about Hamilton's first win of 2017, beating Toronto in the Labor Day Classic 24-22 in a rainy, windy lightningly is that a word no uh game at uh, tim hortons field uh, your thoughts on the game we'll talk about uh, jeremiah masoli and zach caleros on who is going to be the go forward guy you got to think after tonight's game i mean he didn't play fantastic but because they won jeremiah masoli is going to start next week there's no doubt about that and that next week is actually this saturday in ottawa Johnny Manziel, do you want him in Hamilton? Ticats working him out last week. Um, they say that signing him at this point is not in the cards. And they also say that trading Zach Caleros is, quote, highly unlikely. Well, we'll see what happens. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Send me a tweet as well. Email from Randy. Good evening, Rick. Well, it was good to watch this one at home. A chance to relax during the lightning and rain delay. We get the W. Finally, a better performance for the Tiger Cats tonight, except for a couple of undisciplined penalties in the fourth. I could see the game plan changes with Mercer Timmis running some plays and Speedy B in the receiving mode. I hope Timmis has a minor injury only. Jeremiah Masoli sparked it up tonight, which we all needed. Great performance this season by Sergio Castillo, a 56-yard field goal. 
Uh, Masoli will get my Cats player of the game nod. A positive football weekend with the Tiger Cats, Hamilton Hurricanes, and McMaster Marauder wins. Labor Day win. Have a great week, Rick. That email from Randy in Oakville. So his player of the game, Jeremiah Masoli. And again, I don't think he played great. I don't think he played horribly. He left some plays on the field. That's for sure. I'd like to see a better effort going forward. Email from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Greetings, Rick. Great game. After a long, long weather delay, I thought it helped our cats. Ticats grind out their first win of 2017. Thought the defense played very solid. It was great to see the offense play a good game as well with Masoli at starting quarterback. Starting Jeremiah was the right call, and he should continue to be the starter for the next game. Four lead changes during this game. Congrats to June Jones, first game as head coach and first win. Winning does make everything feel a lot better. Players of the game goes to Leonard on defense, Banks on offense for the 64-yard TD. Another big shout-out to all the fans that stayed throughout the long delay. And that email from Stephen out in Penticton. So he's got Leonard on defense, Banks on offense. A couple of votes for uh, Brandon Banks. And my player of the game, I guess I should say that too, is is Brandon Banks. I mean, here's a guy who has been, you know, dragged through the mud this year. He has not had a good season. He has had a, even more than mediocre, a subpar, a below average season. But he gets my uh, nod for player of the game tonight. Six catches, 98 yards, had that 64-yard TD and was uh, targeted several times and made several big catches. We want to see more of that out of Speedy B. Now, if you can only get the return game going, I think this team would be a heck of a lot better. Dan's on the line calling into the fifth quarter. Hey, Dan, how are you? Hey, how are you? Good, yourself? Oh, not so bad. So, I'm just calling uh, with regards to the win tonight. I'm uh, so glad we got one. Finally, yeah. I know. Um, it's been quite a while. Um, I think uh, the defense came up big for us on this game here. Yeah, the defense played much better. They were much more active. Uh, up until the fourth quarter, they were pressuring uh, Toronto's Argonauts uh, receivers. They they backed off in the fourth for whatever reason. But I think the defense played its best game of the year. Yeah, I think uh, Leonard's been a great pickup for us. Yes. And uh, I know uh, a lot of people have been calling for uh, Kolaros' head um, for quite a while now. And... Uh, I don't really know if Mazzoli's made a huge difference uh, on the offense. I feel like the offense has still struggled quite a bit this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see uh, Kolaros go in a little bit more um, later on in the season uh, just to see what he can do with uh, Coach Jones and uh, what he's got to, to bring with our offense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see that dynamic as well because, uh, you know, June is a first-time CFL head coach. He's coached in the NCAA. He's coached in the NFL. He knows, he knows the game, obviously. Whether or not he knows the CFL game inside and out, I think that's going to be a learning experience over the next few weeks. But I'd like to see, and I think it'll happen at some point this year, Caleros back on the field, probably as a starter. It's, it's not going to be this Saturday. Masoli will get it again. But I want to see that interaction. I want to see that uh, companionship 
uh, between Jones and Caleros and see how they do together. That should be interesting. Who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, honestly, I'm going to have to go with uh, Leonard. He's He's been a really good pickup for us this season. And uh, I think, really, he's been the player of the game for uh, more than one game, especially on defense for us. Excellent stuff. Thanks for the call, Dan. Okay, thanks. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Tweet from Jake. Don't they always say the season starts on Labor Day? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Mike tweets, uh, you still up? Leonard played fantastic. A game for the ages. 10 and 8, here we go. I don't know if I would call it a game for the ages. Good win. 10 and 8, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Uh, and Bev tweets, what if you get rid of Zach and he turns into the next Calvillo? Your thoughts? Thanks. I, I would I would hate for the Tiger Cats to uh, release Zach Caleros or trade Zach Caleros. Depending on what you get for him, I'm not sure what you're going to get. I don't think the Ticats would get what they want in trading Caleros. I think he still has what it takes to be an elite quarterback in this league. But like any player in this league who is going to be successful, he needs successful players around him. He needs playmakers. And the guys that have been around him this year have not made enough plays. That's not to say Zach shouldn't be blamed. He carries some of the weight as well. Not all of it, some of it. I would hate to see this team get rid of Zach Caleros. Uh, And Mike on Twitter, a couple of tweets. How far can a team go with Brandon Banks getting targeted around 12 to 15 times and making six catches and no run game? And he also says and the over-under was eight, was the under yet again. Now, Mike and I continue to go back and forth in terms of how many carries uh, C.J. Gable <laughs> gets during a ball game, and it's usually not a lot. Uh, and Brad on Twitter, that's how you win. Ugly. And he's got some uh, fancy gif or jif, whatever the kids say it these days. Lisa P. also on, on uh, Twitter, finally, in relation to the Tiger Cats' latest win. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Darcy is on the line calling into the fifth quarter. Hey, Darcy, how are you? Uh, not bad, Rick. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to beg to differ with you on the Zach Caleros. Okay. Um, Shoot. I, I really don't believe that uh, he has the what what it takes anymore with regards to um, being, some, um, quote, unquote, an Anthony Calvillo quarterback. I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think – I, I didn't call him an Anthony Calvillo quarterback. I called him a no, guy I, who I still think is I elite. I just read some articles in the paper, and uh, I, I, I would honestly compare him to um, – the Jason Moss situation. He has he has all the he had well he had it. He doesn't have it anymore, I believe. The all the uh, tools because of his injuries, and uh, I, I don't see how Hamilton can justify. According to the papers, this guy's making half a million dollars, and he's and he's like the, one of the high. If I don't know if he's the highest paid player in the league, he's not worth a cent of that. And Hamilton cannot. Um, afford to be sitting a guy making half a million dollars and having your Jeremiah Mazzoli, your quarterback, you have to get rid of the guy. Like, seriously, with moving forward here, they won tonight, that's fine and dandy, but how can you justify 
a second string guy sitting on the bench making half a million dollars. Well, that brings uh, everyone uh, to the question of, would you rather have Masoli or Caleros as your starting quarterback? Well, I, I believe they, they, they know what they're doing. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I would debate that. Well, yeah, exactly. What's been going on? That's, that, that's, I can't believe no one's touched on that tonight. They're all, I don't know if they're all sleeping or what, but with what's been going on in the last week, honestly, uh, with the Art Brile situation, um, that, it's a slap in the face to Tiger Cat fans thinking that we're uneducated and they were going to pull the wool, we'll pull the wool over our face and slide this thing through. Honestly, uh, I believe, um, it starts from the top with Mr. Young, Mitchell, Austin, Tillman, who had his time in Saskatchewan. He had, he had a sexual assault case himself in Saskatchewan. I believe all those people need to go, and we need to start fresh. And Mr. Young should take his hat off, put on his big boy pants, and do something about it. Well said. Who's your player of the game tonight? I'd have to give it to the fans for putting, putting up for all this crap. Because uh, Hamilton fans, they don't deserve it. And we deserve way better than this. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, Darcy. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Ian is on the phone. Hey, Ian. How's it going? I'm okay. Yourself? Well, after that a marathon of going into a second half at 10 o'clock, I don't think, I don't think we've ever gone that late before. <laughs> um, yeah, that was interesting. A uh, couple things. Defense played much better today. Mm-hmm. Uh, special teams did a good job. Uh, offense was starting to fire on some cylinders. Um, but I think one thing we had to remember, we only beat the Argos. Probably close to the second-worst team in the league. They're, well, made by Montreal, but they're not the greatest. So if you look at the standings, Hamilton's 1-9, and nine, Toronto's 4-7. Uh, and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's... Um, Montreal's 3-7. and seven. Uh, yeah, so there's once again there's only uh, three games. Like we're we're we have two games in hand on I think each team in the East uh, or one one to three on the, in the East. So there's still a possibility. But here's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well you got to be wishful thinking. Okay, we won today. Whippity do. Okay, um, one thing I'm thinking if if you get rid of Caleros, who's out there? There there's no one to bring in. Lule's. He's getting old. Well, everyone seems to be hot on Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. How many times you brought an American up here from the NFL to try to play CFL football? And how's that turned out? Mm, yeah, there's been about a million of them. I mean, when you send down Jones, you send down Austin, Tillman, um, and, uh, you know, some other guys, you know, they're, they're, they're good football minds. They know the game. And if they're telling you he's not ready, good chance he's not. So there's Kirkpatrick. Um, they still own, oh no, they just got rid of the negotiation rights for there. But I don't know, I don't know what you're gonna do next year. You, you, you got a quarterback problem, um, unless you can bring some decent receivers. And there is no way the Banks is going to be our deep threat. I'm sorry, the guy is what 80 pounds wet. I think it was uh, in the third or fourth quarter he had a run, and the offensive lineman just grabbed him from the back and pulled him right backwards. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. So if he if they're going to be basing him on they threw it way too many times to him, um, then it, it's over. I think Banks will be gone next year, or he's going to have to restructure his contract big time um, because there's just he he's not effective anymore. I don't understand what's wrong with Tasker. Why are they not using him more? He's still a pretty decent slot back. 
Yeah, and the, you know what? Uh, he's Zach Caleros' favorite target, and maybe Masoli's favorite target is is Brandon Banks, and it's simple as that. Who's your player of the game tonight? I'm going to give it partially to the full defense. Okay. You know what? I'm going to be a nice guy. I'm going to give it to the secondary. Wow. I've been hard on them for three years. This is the first game in a long time. I thought they played a decent game. It's hard to say. It is hard to say. I, 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 <laughs> I was going to well, offer a rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they got an interception. They've got. They had a lot of knockdowns. They yeah. actually were covering better this this game. There wasn't as much uh, uh, cushion there. Uh, the defensive line though put a lot of pressure on uh, on um, on Ray. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure. Yeah, he so, was he was hit hard tonight. Oh yeah, he was done hard. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it to the secondary just to being a nice guy. Good stuff. Thanks for the call. All right, cheers. You have a good night. You too. One more break here on the fifth quarter. We're back with some stats, some emails, and more tweets. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Couple more tweets coming in following Hamilton's 24-22 win over the Toronto Argonauts tonight to improve to one and eight. And yes, we win on Labor Day. Mandy tweets, "I'm not saying a word. Good night." Hashtag, we're still in it with uh, four question marks. Uh, Kathy, uh, Mother Nature is her player of the game. Brad, we are the champions. Hamilton folks are the best. 170K plus donated to uh, Hamilton Food Share for the Pure Later Tackle Hunger Program. Uh, Mike, player of the game, I'll go with Richard Leonard, the absolutely supernova of this season. And uh, Michael on Twitter, season ticket holder for 20 years, hottest games and worst sunburns been on Labor Day. Keep it in the evening. Hashtag fifth quarter. All right, that's a good point. I'll give you that. Email from Mike. Uh, First, I'm amazed and ecstatic for the win, but we still have a lot of problems with play calling, the lack of a run game, Brandon Banks is a go-to receiver, time management, and some weird player selections. Uh, Big props to Riker Matthews, who didn't know he'd be on the roster, never mind starting until this afternoon, and really only got burned once or twice. Not bad, really. Defense looked actually much better, less drop zone, and the healthier version of our secondary isn't terrible like the rookie filled one earlier this season. But not sure how to or how recreatable this win is with some big help from the refs at times. That email again from Mike. This one from Ed. Hi, Rick. A good win. Toronto is not a terrible team, so this is a good win. Uh, This team looked like a team working together. I'm a Speedy B fan and glad he got the TD. Many great plays by many players. As for Masoli, he is so inconsistent that he is unpredictable. Maybe Jones will bring out the great player hiding in him. As for Caleros, he's a good QB, but I feel he may be afraid to get hurt. It may be made of glass. If I could play without fear, uh, if he could play with uh, without fear, he is a great quarterback. But will he play without fear? Maybe he needs a change. That email from Ed. Uh, Phil, good evening, Rick. Even though it wasn't pretty, the Cats finally have got a W and that proverbial monkey off their back. I have a major beef with the scheduling. Who in the heck decided on a 6.30 start? For decades, it's been tradition whereby the Tiger Cats played the early game at 1 and the Western game followed at 4. Why do they tamper with an earlier start time? 
kids have school in the morning and adults go to work. If they started the game at 1 p.m. like they should have, they would have got the game in before the Thunder and Lightning show commenced. Tiger Cat front office should seriously lobby CFL schedulers to bring back 1 p.m. starts for future Labor Day games. Haven't been to a Labor Day game since the team introduced late starts. Let's hope this is not just a one-off and the black and gold continue to win. Phil in the hammer. Email from Ed. Hi, Rick. Can you tell me why the Tasker catch was reviewed? Argos lost their one and only challenge on the Masoli Pass. There was no turnover, nor was there a scoring play. Am I missing something? Regards, Ed. The only thing I can think of is the extra official in the stadium, uh, and I'm just picturing this, call down to Andre Pru to say, hey, we're reviewing this play. It's a little too close for comfort. Last three minutes of the game, we want to get this right. That's the only thing that I can think of because the challenge flag from Mark Cressman was already thrown, so he wasn't challenging the play. Alan on email. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. I'm disappointed that the Labor Day game started at 6.30 p.m. on a school night when most past Labor Day games were at 1.30 p.m. afternoon games. The two-and-a-half-hour delay made a lot Uh, go home and get their kids ready for school. I think the change of coach was a good decision. This team looked like they were playing for June, but were not playing for Austin. The fiasco with Art Bryles, the problems with Manziel's criminal record, and Austin's Condell incident was enough to make your head spin. We need to focus on this team and how they won tonight. I will add a boost to this team's confidence level. We need to take this as a positive going forward. I feel Masoli was rusty at first, but he's not afraid to throw it down the field. He looked more confident than Caleros has been. I'm glad we won this game. The whole two-and-a-half-hour delay in the rain and everything made this win for the fans that stuck it out tonight even sweeter. Banks playing an offense was a success. Player of the game, Banks, and the drowned-out fans in the stands. That email from Allen. Angelo on email. Hi, Rick. We finally got off the schneid. We got a few breaks tonight our way. I thought the guys played their heart out. I thought Masoli managed the game well and didn't make costly errors. The fact they gave Speedy B the ball more was a positive. NFL rejects should start appearing in abundance moving forward. Tigertown, let's enjoy this one with four games in 18 days coming up. This is do or die for us. Player of the game, Whitlock. That email from Angelo. One more email to pass along. This one from Joe. Good morning, Rick. Well, that was scary. I was one of the couple hundred that stayed, and boy, did I get chilly, but well worth it. I'm not a fan of Andre in any way and thought he had some pretty rough calls. I hope the player of the game is the fans who stuck it out, but also got to give it the nod to C.J. Gable. It's nice to see something positive happening with this team, and let's hope June Jones learns how to manage his CFL clock. That one was scary. At this point, we need to take it game by game, and I hope that the team can figure their stuff out. Take care, Joe, from Niagara. A couple more emails coming in as we speak. This one from Jacob in New York City. Hi, Rick. So happy they finally won. Quick question. I want to know what your thoughts of the offensive line today. So often with Caleros, the offensive line is accused of not giving him enough time in the pocket, but they looked fine today against an Argo team that likes to put pressure on the quarterback. Not sure he is the same back as he was before the injury. He's also very expensive. Any case, happy to see Masoli, happy to see Austin upstairs, happy Johnny Rehab is not getting signed. Love to see Ed Hervey take the reins. He transformed the Eskimos quickly. Think we need a fresh, new perspective. Love to know your thoughts. Let's start with the offensive line. Just grabbing the uh, depth chart. 
Uh, I have no problems with the guys who played tackle tonight. Uh, Riker Matthews, yes, did get burned a couple of times, but making his first start, uh, the uh, being told the afternoon of that, hey, you're, you're going in because Lamar Holmes uh, is uh, not well enough to play. And, uh, oh, by the way, um, Tony Washington, you're, you're moving from right tackle to left tackle, so you got to do everything in reverse. I thought, given that, and given how this line has played this season, uh, I'll give him a thumbs up tonight. Toronto didn't bring... Uh, uh, an enormous amount of pressure tonight, but when they did, I thought the Ticats O-line, more often than not, did a a, a fine job. Much better than they have uh, earlier this season. Uh, another email from Phil. I agree the Tiger Cats need to bring back early starts. The excuse of returning cottagers and primetime TV audience doesn't wash. The early start Labor Day games at Ivor Wynn were always sellouts, and the TV numbers were excellent. Let's start a petition to bring back early starts. Early to bed, early to rise. Phil in Hamilton. A couple more tweets coming in as well in terms of players of the game. Uh, this one from the uh, Box Day Boys. Riddle me this, CFL fans. The Ticats are three games out of first place in the East. Anything can happen this year. Hashtag hope. And Rob on Twitter. The Ticats would have won with Zach as well. Masoli missed easy passes and Zach didn't get the time that Masoli did and that's a good point and in reference to how well the offensive line uh, played tonight Brendan on Twitter I'm sure Masoli will start next week but not completely sure why minus the W numbers no better if not worse I don't know what to think Calaris is making too much for Masoli to start uh, putting up the same stats player of the game Richard Leonard again Hashtag fifth quarter. And uh, a couple more tweets coming in. Uh, Ian, uh, word on Harris returning to Ticats or other NFL cuts. Uh, that'll be made within, well, really the next week or so. Uh, and Mike, Oski Wee from St. John, New Brunswick. Love the fact that there weren't many two and outs on offense. Keep our D off the field. Great point. Before we let you go, uh, we're not going to have time to play the Fan of the Night's call, but we want to give a tip of the cap and name our fifth quarter Fan of the Night is Debbie. Our player of the game, voted by you, the fans, is Brandon Banks. Big shout-out to producer Lisa Pileski for keeping everything on the rails tonight. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for chiming in once again on the fifth quarter. We're back uh, next Saturday, or this coming Saturday, as the Ticats take on the Red Blacks in Ottawa. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk to you on Saturday right here on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.